Welcome to another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? But of course, we're going to touch on the Celtics. Gordon Hayward is back. We got to talk about what Woj said about him when he joined Ty and I last week. There's some other things too that Ty asked him about that we want to touch on. Of course, there's LeBron stuff, James Harden and the Rockets, Paul George comments, the trade market. Things are going to get rolling with that soon too. Uh, Kevin Love wants to go to Portland. I don't know how realistic that is. Uh, Matt is going to tell us who he wants to see the Celtics get. I don't know how realistic it is, though. i got to be honest with you guys. Uh, And plenty more in this week's episode. If you haven't already, leave a rating and review on the show uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to us, Google Play, Radio.com. Make sure you take a screenshot of it. Send it to us at 5OutPod on Twitter or Instagram to redeem your free T-shirt. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah, I just want to be alright with it. Yeah. All right, so I think the first thing that we have to hit on is Otto Porter Jr. is out for the next four weeks, apparently. I saw that news tie. Very devastating. Big news. Yes, very sad. But bigger news, we have Matt back, finally. Oh, was it a two-week layoff? Actually, you two haven't seen each other since NOM, right? It's been, I miss I've been avoiding each other for reasons. Yeah, yeah well, yes. we'll, uh, we'll leave that for a bonus pod one day when you two finally do an episode of Just You Two. When you're yeah, out, yeah. We're going to take it over. I'm waiting for that day. I was, it was, this was actually supposed to be the episode, but unfortunately, I didn't go to the winter meetings. You don't take days off. Well, I mean, you can put it that way, too, if you want, but I was supposed to be in San Diego right now instead of uh, miserable Massachusetts. And why the hell not? Because uh, that, well, you, can ask, you can ask Rob. Okay. That's, uh, okay. I think it's Rob's fault. How did that go wrong? What went wrong there? Why, why are Rob, you here not San Diego? Rob was involved. That's why. Oh, shocker. Rob, yes, Rob is in Rob Bradford something, something of the Bradford Show. goes wrong. Yes, yes exactly. But... Uh, more importantly, last week we got the chance to talk to Woj over at Emerson College. It was um, Ty was the one who really did a good job setting that whole thing up. I was curious before we listen to, to react to any of that sound, what were your, what your thoughts were on the whole uh, encounter? I, mean, I just I still couldn't get over the fact that you guys interviewed Woj in the sense of like how you know popular he is and the fact that he took I don't know time out of his. Uh, interview yeah. was I thought that was really cool of him says a lot about him mm-hmm. um, but no I, was, I thought you guys did a really nice job other than Nick was whispering again and Ty was yelling <laughs> yes you know what's funny is when I didn't realize yeah. that Ty was yelling until I saw that I didn't even cross my mind because I was too pissed well, about myself see whispering. I couldn't even tell if Ty was yelling it's just that when your volume comes on his is just way louder his was louder at first and yeah and then it oh, was the phone was next to my mouth so recording an iPhone nah, which have yeah, you know, it's great tough. microphones it's now mm-hmm. you almost don't need your own recording equipment and the phone's in my hand so naturally I'm louder and Nick's <laughs> you know, naturally a soft speaker when it comes to interviews like I'm like the five out version of stuttering John I'm whispering Spring Nick to, to the Celtics a little bit because you no. talked about <laughs> guys I didn't even realize it in the moment, and then when you t- when Ty texted us in the thread, I was like, "That's my first my first observation turning on the podcast." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" When it comes to him and the up and out and everything, I thought about re-recording it. Some people have brought that up to me. Can you re-record the questions so that way it doesn't sound like it? I was like, "No, I'm not going to do that because we didn't cut them off or anything. It would have no. worked." But I was just it like, was in a large room and there was family and friends around, so you're trying not to like scream or be obnoxious or nothing. I understood. Well, the, yeah, but the thing is, at the end of it all, I, I well, you did it with also who was it? Jason Tatum. 
Yeah, Tatum. Yeah. I've done it with other people too. Actually, I interviewed a couple guys the other day for a feature I'm working on, and I, I went back and listened right away. I was like, nope, I didn't whisper. So there's progress. But I realized why. I, I really did like a psychological deep dive driving back from Emerson once I saw that text from Matt and you, and I figured out why I do it. Not, we don't need to talk about it here. Possibly up now. Excuse me. <laughs> How do you see? <laughs> oh, we got an excuse me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It was so bad. But anyway, possibly up and out. Excuse me. How do you see things well, actually, shaking out next year? That was one of the things we did want to hit on. But before we get to the Celtics stuff, I know yeah. we normally start there. But I did want to touch on the one of the questions you asked him about Ty with oh, sure. uh, the small market stuff and the Knicks and the and the Bulls yeah. and everything like that. In your live podcast, Haven with. Uh, Thunder GM Sam Presti, you guys mentioned small markets and what they're trying to do to kind of keep the stars, at least to have the access to those smaller markets. Well, me as a Bulls fan, obviously New York basketball, those are two of the four biggest markets in the country for the NBA. And they haven't been successful at all in my lifetime at all. The Bulls, since the turn of the century, have done nothing. The Knicks are a joke. The Nets are fresh from moving from New Jersey to Brooklyn. I mean, you kind of talk about the small markets want to keep the stars there, but two of your four biggest markets... There's no success in the last 20 years. Yeah, and it shows. I like how I didn't even ask a question. I'm just like, take, here's my take. I hate the Bulls. The Knicks suck. They're a joke. All right, where would you go? <laughs> um, if, if you mismanage an organization, players aren't going to just show up there. Uh, but when you saw the migration this summer, the movement, you know, it was toward New York. It was toward L.A., but it you know, was to the Nets and Clippers. And, you know, Anthony Davis obviously got the trade he wanted to the Lakers. LeBron came a year earlier. Um, the Knicks and Bulls should be like they should be organizations that big free agents want to play for. I think if they're well run, if they're if they build an infrastructure, um, these are traditional powers with you know tremendous fan interest globally. All right, I'll cut them off. Basically, he's saying if they're <laughs> if they're run well enough, which they're not, and mm-hmm. that's why they're not successful. It, big markets, if they're well run, then they will be more successful than you know the Bulls and Knicks should be, or right. ha- as they've been. Actually, you know what I was? I just realized in the course of all this, Fizdale got fired since our last full length episode. He did. right? Yeah, Jesus, that's a whole. This it's just week by week, man. I, there's like three things that we always lose in the course of things. Take that for data. But that, I mean, that's why the Knicks. When you look at them struggling, I mean, yep. the the Bulls. It's more. You, you've said it before, how they get too comfortable, and the fan base is kind of to blame in some complacent, ways. Complacent, yes. Yes, complacent. That is the word I was looking for. But when it comes to the Knicks, there's no question that it's dull. And that's why I don't understand when KD or Kyrie, as much as, you know, I get Boston fans don't like Kyrie and everything, but when it comes to Knicks versus Nets, would either of you guys pick differently? Because I don't know at this point if I would pick different if I was one of them. I, I don't. I wouldn't pick the Knicks. Why would you pick the Knicks? Because the, the whole thing that KG said in the course of things was... If you win with the Knicks and you become, more, I think he said, more or less like a god in, because you're winning in New York with the big name. The celebrity I, I status sh- is bigger. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see that. I, I struggle with it because it's kind. Of, I think Ty brought it up. It's more that at the end of the day, what are the, all the Knicks and Bulls games when you see them on TV, what are they? They, they sell out. They do sell out. They sell out. So at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt their bottom line. If fans actually cared, and the problem is like New York's more of like celebrities that show up and... And you know it's a tourist thing. Yeah, like, it's a you place know, to be seen. The Correct. Knicks, yeah. the, the Knicks definitely. Oh, that. absolutely. The Bulls yeah. kind of, I think, to some extent, are like that still because you got all the colleges. So too. right. Yeah. That's but the, I'm just saying, people go to the games. Like they, exactly. You look at ticket prices; they're really expensive. And I don't know for a team that sucks, that should not be the case. No, right. it shouldn't be the case at all. But don't. And that's why Dolan's like, everyone wants him to sell the team, myself included. 
He's not going to sell the team if he's going to keep making money. No. There's no reason for it. And man. the Knicks have two teams for the massive city, and the Bulls have one. So mm-hmm. it's a much smaller base to choose from. But mm-hmm. they have, like you said, they have no incentive to win because they're. Their bottom line, their wallet is not hurting at all. Right, but and at the end of it too, it's better. This is better for the small market teams. Like, right. like you're not taking Giannis, and he's not going to think about the Bulls. He's not going to think about the Knicks. No, you're think about the Warriors. But that's really it. I mean, it's not. You, you don't have to worry so much. It's L.A. It's you know, Boston is a big market. Houston obviously can draw people now too. But even then, they, they're in money issues, and See, we'll get to that. To but. me, though, I like. Do you think if you're a, if you're a legit superstar like? Um, Give me a young Luca, right? Mm-hmm. Does it matter if he plays in New York or Dallas at the end of the day? For some guys, that they believe it does. I don't think it does. No, I'm saying you saying for the player, or are you saying for like outside us? Does it matter who he plays for? I think for you saying for the player. I'm saying for the matters. player, it, it can matter for some of and wh- them. Okay, and why do you think that? You're just because talking about brand. But that's the only reason okay. why. Yes, okay. and then well, then there's some people. I you know. There's brand, and then there's like prestige with certain teams. Like there's there's a prestige with the Lakers. There's a some people don't like the prestige that comes with the Celtics, but there is a level of that as well. The same thing with the Bulls right. too. So I mean, like even the Knicks to an extent, that's still kind of there. That's why Anthony Davis would consider the Knicks. It was the Knicks and the Lakers. Can you believe that? Those are the two freaking teams he was thinking about. But that's the only reason why. I mean, like you talk about it with any sport. You go to a major market. It's like now you're you can sell. You can be on billboards. All these other things come into play. I personally don't care. I mean, I, I would say stay with well, Luca. I'm, I'm stay just with saying Dallas if, forever. if you're a if you're a household name like Luca, I don't think it. To me, as a fan, I I don't think it matters. You're still that great, no matter where you play. I guess it just goes to brand. But mm-hmm. but when you have a salary cap, he's a, a special case though because he has no ties to an American city. He didn't right. grow up here in America, right, yeah. like. Uh, I don't know. Let's say uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Right. Like Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell. I have no idea where he's from and where he would choose to play if he left Utah, but I'm sure he has a preference. Is he going to find another place to play besides Utah? Because they're freaking disappointed. Uh, he should. I I mean, I, I, I like Donovan Your guy Mitchell. Your guy Mike Conley not playing all that well. No, no, he's not. But you know what, man? He's old, so at least he has an yeah, excuse at this point. Um, but Donovan Mitchell, Brewster Academy, right? Brewster Academy, like 2015, yeah. Did not play with Mitch, though. Did not play with Mitch. Did not play with Rob Bradford. <laughs> he definitely didn't play with Rob. <laughs> no, no. Um, but anyway, going back to um, going back to all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. As I never looked at it and said I would want to necessarily go play for. If you look at it from as a kid, oh, I want to play for this team. I want to play for that team. Like you get a team that puts faith in you. Why wouldn't you want to go and try and stick it out with them as long as you can? I mean, like with the Paul George stuff. Yeah. There's all there's that too, um, where you know they're booing him over in Indy. Then you got Kyrie getting booed here, but like the Paul George stuff is a little bit different. And then he actually mentioned it right, Ty, after the game when the Clippers came to town. He did mention it, and uh, here's Paul George post game. Why so much animosity still? I'm not the one to ask. Were you surprised at all that they still will boo you? No, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Why? Why not? This fan, fan, fan. Gianna for you. So who's your dick? <laughs> do you, in some weird way, do you appreciate the booze? They still remember. They still. I mean, basketball's huge here, as you know. So. You know what? Some someday I'll do a tell-all. Uh, tell the leading events how I left Indiana. So I want to know your thoughts before Ty's, because I know what Ty's going to say, and I, don't, I just want to hear what you think first. 
Can you remind me what why he actually left? Didn't he want to get traded? The whole thing was that he, everybody thought he, he wanted, wanted to go, go back to LA. to LA. And even Sam Presti said it when we were at the um when we were at the live pod with Woj that he wanted to go back to LA at some point. That was always the thought. That's your first. So Indiana tried to get ahead of the thing and trade him, right. which great move. It's very simple. I, I agree with you. It's it's cut and dry. He, he didn't want to play there. He probably told them, and he had multiple years in the contract, so move him. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, th- I thought in the course of all, it was the same exact thing. I'm curious though, who he's going to put the blame on? Windhorse said that it could have been uh, Larry Bird related, which was the first thing that I thought of when right. I heard it. Was it's got to be? It's, it's front office stuff, whoever it is. But to say that that's the only reason that you wanted to leave, I don't know. I mean, I wish that was the case. I wish that he's, he wanted to stay there his whole career. That's the one thing about Paul George that bothers me is how he didn't want to stay there. Then he got out of OKC as much as he's going to play with Kawhi, and that's going to be you know him against LeBron or whatever. I just I wish he had stayed in Indy because they were that team was so much fun. I it love was that fun. team. I don't I don't understand. That's Indiana for you, like. How is that a geographic problem? I thought I don't. I think it's more just that's how the people handle this type of situation there. I, that's right. how I would take it. Is that's how they feel about their basketball and their passion, and they're gonna let you know that they're pissed about it. That's all how I took it. I mean, yeah. I but it's obviously basketball related, and he didn't want to play power forward when he's in Indiana, right. so that was part of it. He didn't want to play there. That's why. And so Matt was right on that. It's but when, like the the booze is just you know. I know he's moved on to now his second team since he was in Indy, but it's just that, like you said, they had something with him. They had something special. Now you look at him, he was a MVP candidate last year after he got hurt and everything. They were there. They dealt with him getting his injury and everything. So it's obvious to us. Why is it not obvious to Paul George? I think... He has to do a tell-all interview? No, no, he has to do a tell-all interview. Well, I think part of it's him being sensitive. Right. And then part of it is him saying that's how they handle the situation. Like they're going to boo him. They're passionate. They're upset. Whatever. But what he wants them to know is that it's, he's not the reason why. Or I guess completely why he left. Isn't he basically saying, "Oh, the information I'll tell you in this tell interview will get you on my side." Like that's that, the way I read it. Is oh, I have stuff that you haven't heard that's going to make Larry and the Pacers look bad. I think he's been a little sensitive. I think that's part yeah. of what. I think that's part of it too. Yeah, that, definitely. It's, it, I mean, I don't know how much you're going to say. Windhorse said, like, the, 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 like said, the Larry Bird stuff. I don't know how much he's going to add where we're going to go and say, oh, this is a shocker. We've all thought from day one, like, or, not from day one. Somehow it got out that he wanted to go back to L.A. With these guys who let that information get out and they tell people, I mean, that's your own freaking fault at the end of it. If someone wants to, if a team has a right to trade you, as much as you are a human being, you are an employee of their company. Right. And if you want to leave their company and they have the ability to replace you in a manner that helps themselves, then that's in their right too. You know what I mean? You can't just go and say, oh, well, you know, oh, you know what? I want to go play in Barcelona next year. Right? Like KD said, he wants to retire in Barcelona. We'll I see w- about that. I want to go play in Barcelona next year. So we're just going to let you, you know, you have two more years in your contract. Somehow you're going to work that out no, we're going to get rid of you so it's not our freaking headache anymore. We're going to cut, you know, hedge our bets and then move on from there. I just don't like the guys just the player empowerment era is a good thing in many ways and it's given us a ton of content, but in other ways it's like you guys just don't get it sometimes. You have zero feel. And I think that's what's happened with Paul George in that situation. Um but anyways, that, did you guys have anything else on that, on that Paul George thing cuz I I'm good. I mean, it it kills me to go and trash him like that, but it's just some of it's dumb on his part. Going back to the Woj stuff. I did ask him about Hayward, wrote about it on the website, and I was curious what your guys' thoughts were on what he had to say um, when he was on with us. Bringing it back to, to the Celtics a little bit because you mm. talk about guys looking, you know, free agents looking at the bigger markets and everything. When it comes to bad. Hayward, you mentioned him how he was looking good before the injury, close to what he was before, but different. Uh, 
is there, you know, looking towards the, the 2021 market or the 2020 market free agency, when it comes to him and the opting out and everything, you know, how do you see possibly opting out, excuse me, how do you see things shaking out next year, possibly with free agency with the, the big class coming later on in 2021? Matt, grade the question. <laughs> A, B, C, D. It was, it was long-winded. It was long. 32 seconds. Mine was long, oh too. My God, I, I, we, we both asked really long. I was, I'm bad at that. I'm terrible at that. Uh, grade the question. Good? Bad? <laughs> yeah, I give it like a C. I was I was upset with the answer he gave me for Tatum and Brown, and I felt like that was because of the question. I, I asked the question. You were crushed by it? I wasn't crushed by it. I mean, it wasn't a terrible answer that he gave. I mean, I understand if he doesn't have any information, he's not going to. I just felt like I, d- I put him in a position to not give me an answer yeah. like that I True. was going for. And he's a guy, if he has no information, he's not going to be like, well, I don't really know. He's just going to give you a fluff answer for a minute and a half. Exactly, and, yeah. I, and I understand that. But w- I felt like with Hayward, I mean, obviously I was able to run with it on the site. He gave us somewhat of an answer. Yeah. But, it, yeah, I mean, it was definitely long-winded. I, I mean, I said possibly twice in there, clearly. But I, how do you see possibly up and out, excuse me, how do you see things shaking out next year, possibly with the volume? Possibly, too possibly. possibly. The possibly. volume got better though, and I'll tell you what though, Ty. Yeah. That question way better than the, the McMinniman questions we were listening to that LeBron interview oh, yeah. before. He's oh, that was so bad. I wanted to vomit. By I think LeBron wrote those questions for Dave. <laughs> he probably did. Let's hear what Woj had to say though. To my, what, what's the grade on the question? I gave it like a C. Oh, okay, I'll take I'm gonna go. A B. I think the I think okay. what you were asking was good. I just mm-hmm. you possibly asked for possibly too long. So possibly. that dropped me down from a B to a C. Yeah. How do you see okay. things shaking and, out and next your, year? Possibly and your tone with the the big. Class so the coming. content of the question was wasn't, was, no, it, was like good, it. but yeah. the okay, got it. So the delivery was bad. I can live with that. Yeah. All right. Agency with the the big class coming later on in 2021. Yeah, it's it's a it's not a great class, and obviously. You know, certainly compared to last year, there may not be another one like last summer. Uh, but I think, you know, Hayward's got a decision to make in that option. Do you play it out, become unrestricted? Do you opt out and sign an extension where you are? Do you opt out and look somewhere else? I think, you know, I've had no indication he's been anything but really happy with being in Boston. I think it's a question of, I think, his health, what happens between now and the end of the year. And, you know, is there an ability to, you know, do a longer deal where he is? Um, or maybe he or he plays it out at that number. So I think for him, there's options. I think it's because of the health. I think normally without the injuries, you would have expected he would have opted out and did a new deal that would have been worth more money. But I think because of his injuries, that that dictates it a little bit. And, you know, like see how it plays out between now and the end. He comes back and, you know, hopefully for him is healthy and can play the rest of the season. Uh, But, you know, for him last year when he was still fighting through the injuries – um, fighting through, uh, just getting back to himself. Um, you know, I think for him, he, if you're looking ahead, he would have thought, you know, that this was um, uh, this would be a good problem for him to have, and it's shown how far he's come. And um, you know, in, the, in, the, in what's been a very long, um, you know, kind of journey back to you know probably all-star form. Now I know Mutton Keith talked about it a little bit. And I know other people that day wound up not not at the station necessarily, but other people that day wound up talking about Gordon Hayward possibly like what if he left or trading Gordon Hayward for Stephen Adams because I know you want Stephen Adams here. But I'm curious, what you you look a little concerned as you were listening to that sound? I wasn't concerned. I I think he makes a good point that I think Gordon Hayward is going to opt in. possibly, possibly he's possibly possibly, possibly. possibly. maybe possibly. He's, no, I think I think he's right. I think the injuries. You guys are dicks. If he never got hurt, especially now the second time, yeah, 
Well, like I think my, even the first time. The first time is the big because difference. you're right. He, most players would opt out mm-hmm. and then try to get more money, new deal, that kind of stuff. But no, there's no way he's signing a contract is making what? What does he make? Thirty mil? Yeah, something like that. He makes a lot of money. He's making a crap load of money. So I, I, fi- I mean, if it's a money thing, he's just gonna opt into his fourth year. I don't know. They, well, they have Tatum that they got to worry about too in the course of things. Yeah, no kidding. That one they could sign the extension next year, but that doesn't go into effect until the year afterward. So I almost I do wonder: is, are they better off? If is he better off opting out than resigning with the Celtics? I don't think he's going to go elsewhere at this point. I think they I think they want him. I think they, they he's showing he's proving to be the player that they you know kind of has said he was going to be. The offense runs through him. He's expl- he's more explosive. All that crap. I don't see them wanting, not resigning him if he. He's got, out. he's got young kids, probably trying to get him in a school system. He's got all the money here. He's got his former college coach. He's got mm-hmm. to deal with New New Balance, right? Well, I think would, he has a deal would with he, New Balance. Would he be willing to opt out to sign for less money? I don't know about that. I mean, well, Woj said he's by all accounts that from what he's heard, he likes it here. Seems to like it here. Whenever right. we talked about it with got us, college coach trying to put family roots yeah. down, shoe deal. It makes sense for him to stay here. Like, what's yeah. the reason to leave to get an extra three, five million dollars a year? Yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see. I mean, it's the only, it's the concern coming, like coming into this year was, are they going to extend Brown? Is he worth the extension? And then is uh, Gordon Hayward going to? Is he possibly going to opt out next year? Because, he, I mean, if he wants more money. He could be in trouble after next season. I mean, like depending on the way things go, because that mark, that whole free agent class is going to look is going to be a lot different. Although, if you're the Celtics right now, I don't even think I don't like. I look at that 2021 class. Yeah, there are some big names, but the way Tatum and Brown and everybody's looking, I think they I think they need to make a move. Which, like, a, like to get a. I think they're just one piece away, and that piece has to be a big. It has to be a big. Okay, and I don't know who it is. I don't think there's any like solid answer. So, to so that, let me but... ask you this: Do you think that Robert Williams is is part of the rotation still? If you get that new big, who's gone? I don't. I that's the, that's the other problem in the course of this too. Is I'm not certain who you're going to part ways with. I mean, can you get someone to take Langford? Because that'd be the one. I know he hasn't played at all. Hell no. But is that well? He was dude. His, he, his value probably right now is lower than his. It, on yeah. draft day than it was I think now. Wanamaker, Wanamaker's got a higher... <laughs> he's, than, play, yeah. he, he's played well. You can't say he hasn't played well. No, he stinks, bro. Uh, <laughs> let's, get, let's, let's stay on. He's played okay in certain games, but he reverts back to doing the same thing every game. I don't know who they can part ways with where they still... I mean, Carson Edwards? Can, uh, uh, no. To get, like, a legit piece? No, you're going to have to give up, like, Hayward or something, which they're not going to do. I'm just saying that's but you, why... But what, what, when you say legit piece, what are you talking about? I'm not talking about Steven Adams. It's not going to happen. But I'm saying, like, a Steven Adams-type player. Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside. Hell no. <laughs> I'd rather burn in hell. You could. You might be able to get him now. You'd rather yeah. play four and five. They're, yes. they're playing. They, they, they can't. That team's a disaster. That is. Uh, who's more disappointing, them or the Spurs? I would probably say the Blazers. Yes. After the way things went in the postseason I just, for them? I just, yeah. I don't, but, my, but my point that is. That does concern me. You, what is it? That does concern me that, you know, I, I never thought a team with Lillard and McCollum and all that would look as bad as they do. I know. I'm. I'm. Uh, and I'm big fans. So. And now they have, and now they have Mellow. Woo, save the day. Yeah. And then Kevin Love wants to go out there too. Now we'll, we'll oh, get just to that. Just another guy that can't defend. But okay, but when you say you want 
they, they're one piece away. I understand that. Like you need, they definitely need a guy, a big who you can trust defensively. I personally think Robert Williams has continued to make strides throughout the course of things, and that's what I'm trying to ask you: Is he part of the equation? Is he part of the solution? If he's one of those pieces you're going to try and deal with, because yeah, you're not going to go against Stephen Adams. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a starter in a championship team. Right okay, now. but he does. I think he. That's what you need. Part you of, want a starter because that's where we're yes. different. Yes. I don't. That's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a, a guy who. So who's your star? Tice. Tice is still starting. Yeah, I don't say I don't love that. I love Tice off the. I I love Tice off the bench. I don't like him playing starter minutes. I don't think he's an ideal starter, but I don't think you can go and get a guy who's much who uh, who brings a ton more to the table. I want a no, guy who doesn't that. who plays who does less offensively than Tice, but does more defensively. That's kind of what I'm looking at. I don't know who that necessarily is right now and how you're going to get it's, that move. That's why I'm saying Langford and I'm not Langford saying Steven Adams, but it's got, I would love a Steven Adams-type player. And I don't know if that's... A, no, it It's not realistic. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If you're well, not gonna, I'm not saying Steven Adams is an all-star. Steven Adams is a solid big guy. He's that's paid like $25 yeah, I'm not, million. You're talking about what he's paid. I'm just talking about him as a player. Yes. That's, okay. what, that's the type of player. He doesn't need the ball. Pick-and-roll guy. Offensively, he's serviceable as hell, and he's tough For as sure. And he's great on the glass. Yes, he's everything that all of that's true. He's all around, like he's like a Cantor, but obviously better on both ends. Yes, I because if Cantor could play defense, I would like Cantor. Yeah, he does. He he looks solid. I offense. like him on the glass. He I like him on. in the offense, but he stinks defensively. Oh he does stink God. defensively, but that. But what I'm trying Brutal. to. But what I'm saying is like. Where's this? What's this? I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but I don't. I don't feel comfortable in this team playing like in a the in Lakers. A, no, well, <laughs> you're, you're thinking too far in advance. I'm. T- mm. I'm just talking about Eastern Conference, like in a series. Like, what's their rim? Pot- I, and I get. I get it. Giannis is just a. He's a freak. So maybe there isn't an answer, but. I'd feel more comfortable with more rim protection, more you know, bigger bodies in there. So how do you feel about? Um... Brad's comments, though, because he's also saying that rim protection is not just about having a guy who can go and do what Robert Williams does. No, rim protection is guys on the perimeter that can keep people away from getting to the rim. Shemmy's looked a lot better. You can't tell me he hasn't. He's looked like this is the guy we've been waiting uh, him to become. I know that I'm always like pro Shemmy, but you, I knocked him at the beginning of the season when he sucked because he did suck. I, and I, was mean, I like him defensively. I just I don't. I don't I, yeah, I, don't, I understand if you don't he's nothing him. special. He's yeah, a, he's no, nothing. He, he's nothing special, but he uh, uh, offensively no shot. But defensively, he looks a, he looks a lot better. I think he's very he's I don't, more than serviceable well, defensively. I, I don't think he's ever been bad defensively. I mean, you're putting him on Giannis at points last year, yeah. in, the, in the playoff series. But he's but he's had tr- he had troubles at the beginning of the year. I think they but hasn't, think, hasn't the question been more on the other end that he hasn't yes. been able to contribute on the offensive end, right? But at the beginning of the year, he couldn't do either. Is what I'm saying. Right. Like the first few games, he looked terrible. Now he looks more like what I expect him to defensively. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying, from rim protection sake, you have Williams who can block shots. You have Tice who helps blocking shots. He's he's done well with that. You can't say he hasn't. You have Marcus Smart who's been going above and beyond what he's I supposed to do. Was great. You have uh, Shemi Ojale who who is now you know contributing and playing because he can somewhat help on offense. And then Jalen Brown is a good defender, too. You have you have pieces there. like So that's why I'm saying, like, yes, you have to rim protect, and Giannis is a freak. But, I don't know. I just, I just feel like they don't. Like, the guys they throw in there are all—none of them are, like, a solu- a long-term solution I don't, right now. Like, Williams is a project. I mean, who knows what his ceiling is. But right now, he's a be- he, to me, he's a guy that comes off the bench and, and gives spot minutes. Same with Tice. 
Tice is one of those guys. And I, I like both of them as players. I'm just saying, I don't mm-hmm. playing starter minutes, I don't think either of them. And kind of what they've been doing, I think They're Brad, mixed, yeah. They, yeah, they just, whoever's playing well, they, they stay with. And they ride play. the hot hand. You have to. You and, I, and I get it. And I like both the players. I just don't know in a seven game series, does that, does that bold well against freaking the Sixers? Who are ginormous? Well, they're ginormous, but honestly, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying about, that's what I'm worried about. Just being able to protect the rim against bigger players. I'm not as worried about the Sixers as I was at the beginning of the season. They just they, like I think you put it like in a nice little package perfectly. They're like last year's team, last year's Celtics team. They go on these hot streaks and then they they're ice cold and you don't know what's going on with them half the time. I don't know. I. I think the Celtics team's different from last year in the sense no, that— No, no, the Sixers. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. The yes. Sixers are like my last year's team. I, not, my yeah. fault. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, that's exactly—I think well, that's— Well, I told you, I they don't they don't play well on the road. The they Wizards well the road. lit them up and— They don't have perimeter shooting, although Ben Simmons— How about that? How about that one? <laughs> They've been calling Grant Williams Ben Simmons. I can't believe they said that. Uh, yeah, well, Tatum didn't— Because they play them. Yeah, they play them Thursday. Tatum didn't want to say it. He didn't say it. Grant didn't share it. You know, Jalen Brown doesn't give a shit. Jalen Brown does not give a damn. I was, I I mean, we all, I I had to stop the recording right away and tweet that out. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. It was, but Ty, I want to know, like, what's your, because I personally don't think that there's a, there's a guy they're going to necessarily go and get. I don't see who they're going to trade unless it's a Langford and and a, in a pick or Edwards, because it's just, it's, there's not. The other guys all contribute for the most part. I mean, nobody's going to want Javante Green. No disrespect. He's a, he's a project. I just don't see who they're going to move in addition to maybe a pick to get a guy who's serviceable for them on the defensive end. If you don't get rid of Tatum, Brown, Smart, or Hayward, any of those four, you're not getting a, a good piece because that's where your four biggest contracts Correct. are, your four best players of most value. So mm-hmm. it's not like fantasy football where you can give up three for one or four for one. Like, yeah. You can't do Romeo, Javante. I mean, you could have used that this year, Matt. I guess the point: Could you trade Gordon Hayward for Stephen Adams? That's, that, that was the money wise. Money, money wise, uh, money wise, you can. There have to be other people thrown in there. I forget the, because he makes that much money, or Gordon makes that um, much money. I think it's because Gordon's money. Gordon makes more. They, yeah, they, and they were. But the thing is, they were over the cap too. There's a. I forget the numbers. But they're they're over the cap still, and that's the whole thing is they're, they've been trying to get underneath it. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I mean, Gordon's got an expiring contract too, so that work with them. But no, they're not. There's no shot in hell. Like that. There's no way. Look, I haven't talked to anybody in 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 the organization about this, but I can guarantee they're not going to trade Gordon Hayward when he likes being there. No, when he's doing I'm not what he's saying, they, I'm not do. saying yeah. they would. I was just but asking. You, but it's not just you, Matt. Like when yeah. I'm saying that, like I, other people, I, I've seen it where I've shared their stories. If they ask, is you know possibly Hayward and Adams and whatever. I don't see Adams coming here. I don't see Hayward coming here. I don't think. See, this is where I, I guess I'm not explaining myself well. I, Adams is like. What, a, a, a B player in the league, would you say? That might be plus, but a B. Yeah. Okay. He's you're, what this team needs, though. He is what this team needs, but you're not going to get a B. You're not, you don't, you don't have the, like, no one's going to, you don't have the pieces to trade for that. Unless you go and trade, I don't know, if you get rid of the Grizzlies pick and your pick this year, maybe, and then you p- throw in a, a Langford or an Edwards as long as the money adds up. I, I just can't, I can't see that happening. I think that what you're trying to do right now is get like a C plus type guy who is all defense. That's it. He's the anti canter. He's not going to score for you whatsoever, but he's going to be a post president. So then are you getting rid of the Grizzlies pick or what? 
I mean, do I don't know if you get rid of a Grizzlies pick for something like that. I think like you, you would have to because you're not trading any of your core your core five pieces, and if you don't do that, then what do you have left? Javante Green and if people if, if anybody likes Langford. If anybody, it, if, you you know, if you don't do your core guys, and you don't want to do your major draft picks. Then right. where is the resource to trade? You like, trade those two, the two young guys that I mentioned, yeah. Edwards and, and Langford. Yeah, They're not trading. Grant. You ain't getting no. shit for them. You're not getting anything for Langford now. So it's like you're you're fucked. You you either do a I, core piece and a draft pick or nothing. So I so I tend to, I tend to agree. But speaking of the Grizzlies, they'll pick and everything. The fact that they took, and I was talking to Glenn about this before the show. The fact that they took Langford, I know he hasn't gotten a chance yet because he keeps getting hurt. But Brandon Clark has looked good when he's played. And I was not high on you know taking him at that point in the draft, but I also didn't think they were going to take Langford at that point. I cannot believe they took Langford over Brandon Clark. That one blows. Have you gotten to watch much of him at all? No. Either either of you guys? I mean, I know the Grizzlies aren't that good. Ty, your your predictions I'm looking a big jaw guy. pretty decent. Oh man, he. I mean, I know it was the, the Warriors, but he is back, baby. Yeah, he's good. That that one move that we tweeted out from the show yeah, that account, bit fake behind the back. Oh man, that was nice. But right now. It's you know the what is it after the fifteenth so after Sunday, they're gonna the dra- uh, trades are gonna become trades for guys for, who signed over the off season can happen mm-hmm. after the fifteenth. So you know I'll be looking at who might be available. Uh, so the three guys, so the four names, that, big names that we've seen thrown out there so far are of course Stephen Adams from the Thunder, along with Chris Paul. Doesn't pertain to the Celtics. The Heat maybe. Um, but there's got to be some shifting because of that gigantic contract. That'd be a huge move for the Heat. And they were they were high on him in the off season too. Mm-hmm. They, that trade almost happened. They they talked a lot. Would you find something? Uh, I didn't realize how old Brandon Clark is. He's 23. He's a 23 year old rookie. Wow. And Romeo's obviously a one and done. He's only 20. Yes. So that pick was never for this year. I mean, it sucks that it's not because mm-hmm. they can really use Brandon Clark. But yeah, I, I just didn't realize that. Sorry. Yeah, but, no, I I didn't know that either. To yeah. be honest, so it's the only that I mean that makes sense, I guess. But yeah, I mean he's the thing is that'll help Langford is the young guys he's with are all good dudes. Though the way the organization is now, like look, say what you want about last year, but this year it's totally like right. the environment that's conducive for someone like Langford, who's a bit of a project. Uh, Gallinari is available as well from the Thunder. I don't know who's going to necessarily want him. I, you know who might want him? I don't know if the money adds up, but I would think the Bucks that might be a good pick for them, a guy who can shoot from the outside. I don't I don't know where else he would land. Um, and then, Intruder has not been made available, which kind of surprised me, too. I would think they'd want to get rid of that money. But the last one is the big one, Kevin Love. I know Celtics fans wanted him at one point, too. But I, I can't believe... Oh, they meant still wanted him. I'm sure there are some people that still want him too. Why would the hell would you want him? He's not. He's not a fit. He's not what you need. Hell no. He doesn't bring in on the defense. Zero defense. Yeah, Adams does. He does not bring that for you. But apparently, he wants to go to Portland. Now, those are all coming from Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer, and Windhorse talked about it a little bit, right? He talked about Kevin Love's situation. What did he have to say? When you talk to people around the team, they talk about how great of a relationship stop, they have. Stop. Scouts, how great- Don't ever make fun of my freaking voice again. That guy's on ESPN. I swear to God, his voice went up like three <laughs> octaves at the start of that. He's, he's the worst. How do you see? Possibly up now. Okay, now play win horse. When you talk to people that's way team, worse. Talk about me, how great of a relationship they have. Scouts think that they're getting along just fine, but the problem is that Russell Westbrook has suffered a stunning drop off in efficiency from the. Obviously, all right. There's some wisdom being shared here, so let's stop all that. Here's Windhorse. 
All right, here's a full Windhorse clip. When you talk to people around the team, they talk about how great of It a does relate- seem unusually high-pitched, though. <laughs> I, I like Brian, but... He and no hand has like a softer voice, but this uh, seems higher pitched. We did nothing to this clip. I don't know what happened. Here. Yeah, no, it's very high. It's, yeah, that's, I, didn't, was... I, I didn't catch it before either. Right. This is about. Um, All right, we'll stop. It's about the... Kevin Love. You, you I was talking? actually playing the wrong clip. I was playing, playing the one with Rockets. Oh. It's even better. Uh, here is Brian Windhorst on Kevin Love. It's not just a matter of. Oh, See, that, that audio that, is different. That's here. normal. Let's, let's be fair. It's not that's... just a matter of, oh, what value can we get? From... And now compare it. When you talk to people around the team, they talk about... <laughs> I don't know what happened there. It's him. ESPN did him dirty somewhere. All right, he just here got is, excited. Here is ESPN <laughs> credible insider Brian Windhorst. Funny. It's not just a matter of, oh, what value can we get for this former all-star stretch forward who can hit the outside shot and rebound? It's how do you view that player versus taking on three years and $90 million? And I know that when the Cavs extended him... They extended him under the belief that he would be able to potentially trade him down the line for, for assets. He's averaging the fewest points since his second season. Um, he's repeatedly missed games due to injury. He's had a, a lingering back issue for several years. The Cavs may have to view him as a, as a salary dump more than trade him to get players and picks that you think of when star players are moved. So when, we, when they were in town on Monday... Did you? I'm assuming you didn't watch the game, Ty. Okay, right. Because it's no, Cavs. No. Did you watch any of that game? Celtics I watched Cavs? the highlights. No. You think I'd watch that game? I wouldn't think most people watch that game. There were a lot of people for, there for that. Though. It was military night. They got in for free and everything uh, like people, that. People go. People. The Celtics games are always packed. You know, and that's a game to go to go to cheap because the oh, Cavs yeah. suck. Yeah. That's okay. So all that stuff with Tristan Thompson too, which we do have that sound. They are. I mean, I I can't remember the last time I saw a team that like. Minimally invested in a game, and Kevin Love was just as bad as anybody else. Thompson was out there, yeah. backing up his words a hundred percent. He's doing like now. That's a guy who maybe is realistic. He's a B. I'd say he's a B minus guy though. Maybe a B. Like that's a tough one to get. Holly threw him out on the post game show yesterday, Did and he? Forsberg goes, "Well, you know, he makes thirteen and a half, fourteen million dollars. I, I don't really know. You have to give up, you know, smart or something to make it work." And do you have smart? No, but they're smart to give to get him. No way. They're gonna. Do you, do you think they want? No. Well, he's saying you have to give I'm up. A, I'm you have to give a major piece. You have to give a major piece to get Tristan Thompson in the last year. Okay. All right. Langford. Now, no. Yeah, Langford would make more sense. Right, so you have to give up something to make, match the money and make it work. To match, okay, to match the money and make it work. Romeo doesn't, his money doesn't work. No, you know, you're right. In, in, in that sense, the money wouldn't work there. Uh, that's a good point. If the but, money's... But that is actually probably the Cavs' target that people should be talking about, not Kevin Love. It's yeah. probably Tristan Thompson. One year left, what, you add a prorated deal now, what, eight and a half, nine million dollars for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Why not, you know? If the money... If you, if you, if you want to part with somebody, though... I don't know who it would be. For the, well, okay, if the Celtics got... Cantor, maybe somebody else? I don't know if Cantor translates in the same capacity, though, because his contract was a um, was an exception, like a yeah. mid-level exception, so I don't know if that'll... But, but for money reasons, it would it would allow the Cavs to... Well, I guess he... If the, okay, so if the, if the Celtics have to give up a piece because of yeah, money, why the, then that Why would sucks. they want Cantor? It's, they don't, but they, they don't. don't. But if it's for salary dump purposes, and then they can get a young player in return, and maybe the Celtics pick Cantor and not the and Romeo pick, on a pick... For Maybe. Kevin Love, or I'm sorry, for Tristan Thompson? Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do that trade? No. Why? I don't think Tristan Thompson puts you over the top, and I think that Romeo could be a starter one day. 
oh, you feel good. Oh, you feel that way about Romeo right now. Danny Ainge would tell you the same thing right now. I, I'm sure him he in would. the first round. Like, well, the only reason I ask you that is because I know he does not think that about Romeo Langford, even though we've seen next to nothing from him. Is that one of the guy that has no jump shot? Yes, that's what yeah, we're that guy. It's yeah. in development. He has a jump shot. It's being developed. Yeah, mine too. He's working on it. Mm, I, I I don't like Tristan Thompson, but I think he's better than what you have there right now. So you, that, but that's the kind of I think that's if the you, best you can get. If you I think. right now, if that was a real deal, Cantor Langford the pick. Oh, Cantor. Cantor, Langford, and then I get. I, I mean, I don't Grizzly's love. Picking, I don't love Thompson off the floor, which I get. I know doesn't matter. I I just think he's a tool bag. But those comments made me feel a little bit better about him. Mm-hmm. But I thought what made the Cavs really good in those those was how he could guard pick and roll. He mm-hmm. could switch and switch on he the moves Curry. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think- I haven't watched him. Si- I mean, that was obviously a couple years ago. I don't know what he's doing now. Like, does he? Is he the same type he of was, player? I mean, he didn't. I mean, look, the Cavs suck. Yeah, I know. Pretty that's, why that's why it's hard to like. But I like. mean, when I watched him that night, I mean, I was definitely thinking in the back of my mind, this would be a pretty I, good ad for him. I, I would do. I would do that. And that's a that's. I'd be fine with him starting over Tice. I think it's pretty good. Or you bring him off the bench. I'm fine with that no, too. And then he I'd, plays I'd, later in the game. I'd start him because then I love Tice. In spot minutes, I think he brings great energy and stuff. Well, I would still give more minutes to Thompson. I just not always. I don't. I, I'm. You know. I, I don't. I, I don't always think a guy has to start and get more minutes than. True. Like smart would. Smart should still get more minutes than Tice when he's healthy. But I'm saying, yeah. To me, Thompson, I would just start him anyway. It yeah, that's fine either way. Um, but when it comes to love. He want, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I want to play that to Thompson cut. What am I saying? Uh, Tristan Thompson. Um, he talked about the reports of some of the players being agitated with Beeline, of course, Mitch McGeary's old coach at Michigan. And uh, it's, I guess, three players talked to The Athletic and were complaining about the way he runs things. There was a report today about guys tuning him out and bristling at his style. Uh, teammates? Yeah. What did he say? He said they were looking at the coach picker staff and tuning him out and... Um, thought he was too college. I think um, every coach that I've played for, from Byron Scott to Mike Brown to David Blatt to T. Lou, Lurge was an exception, and Coach Beeline, players always talk to the assistant just because the coach is so busy thinking about so much stuff within the game. It's just like in college. You're closer with it. You, you talk more freely with, with the assistant coach because they can, they're kind of like a therapist on the team. Matt, you'd agree with that, right? Yeah, I I think, you know, my role coaching at the high school level, I'm the assistant, so kids have a lot different conversations with me than the head coach. And I think that's, if you're a good assistant coach, you're that. Not, I wouldn't say at all places it's good cop, bad cop, but I think that um, my relationship is definitely different with the kids than, you know, the head coach. Yeah. Right, because they're the person that they trust, that they can go to, that they can get let frustrations out. Right. You're, you're like the big brother, whereas the Correct. head coach is like the dad. You yeah, know? like he, yeah, you yeah. know, when you know, and and I think I can talk to them differently than the head coach probably can because again, it's a different level. They see me differently now, and to me, it's not even just age. Obviously, I'm younger than the head coach, but um, no, I think Tristan Thompson made great points. And that's why I said he he definitely earned some respect for me back from how I think I'm off the court. But that that's the right way to answer, and I and I definitely believe that you're gonna people talk to assistant coaches. And during a game, especially, you think you think players are going up to the head coach and like complaining about stuff? No, the head know. coach has got so much crap going on that he's thinking about in the game. That's that's the assistant's job to deal with whatever the hell is going on on the bench 
off the court kind of thing during a game. Yeah, no way. I mean, I, I, I agree with you 100. Is it the same way at Indy too when you were there? And everything? Yeah, it was the same way. Like on game day, nobody even like looked Korean in the eye. Like, it was it was <laughs> like a military type of thing. There was more from Tristan Thompson. I want to play, and the more I heard from him, it kind of made it seem like it was. You know, the, your brother who who did something wrong and was being overly defensive trying to tell his parents, oh, I didn't do this, I didn't do it, I swear to God I didn't do it. Really? It was kind of one of those things that was like, okay, was he the anonymous source talking to The Athletic? Because it was a two-minute <laughs> answer guy. on, it wasn't even about the culture, it was just about anonymous players speaking out, and he was like... Oh well, that's ridiculous culture. Blah blah blah. I would never do that. He said, "Do you think he's trying to sell himself to teams watching to say I'm a good culture guy?" It could be that, or it could just be You're the actions sh- of a guy who spoke to the athletic and is now trying to distance himself from doing it. I don't think he did, wow. but that's an incredible. Angle. It crossed your mind. I yeah. wouldn't have thought of that for he, two seconds. Here's more. Here's more from Tristan. So, of course, like when T. Lou was the associate head coach, everyone talked to T. Lou, but then when T. Lou became the head coach. Motherfuckers start talking to Big Dan, Steve, and, and Phil Andy. So it's every team, everyone talks to the assistant coaches. Just because the head coach got so much going on in his head, he's trying to game plan, defense. He's got so much going on. It's like, I mean, it's like me running my own house. I don't don't tell me when the pipes are broke, bro. Fix them. And if it's an issue and it costs a lot of money, then you come tell me. Fix the problem. If it gets big enough, then I'm going to talk about it. So it's like anything in life. You know, so I think that's full of shit. I hope no one, none of my teammates said that because at the end of the day, you know, if you're going to build a culture and a family, you can't have that chatty patty shit going on. You know, that shit's, that shit's whack to me. You know what I'm saying? So everyone's got to look in the mirror. There's only so much coach can do, and there's only so much we can do. Every team is, you know, do we have the best roster in the NBA? No. We're going to go out there and compete every night. But guys got to look in the mirror. So I hope whoever reported that was just bullshit and blamed it on a player. I hope it was like, you know, Someone wearing the suits and not 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 my guys. That's where it sounds weird. You know, it's not. I don't think that's right. It's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There were three unnamed players quoted. FYI. Shit, y'all better find them names. I'll pull up on them right now. You can't do that shit. Sounded at the end there. It was getting overly defensive. Oh, you guys better find out who said that. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that that was a little odd. I got caught up in the the good stuff. That does sound. He spoke for a minute and a half extra from when we stopped it. I mean, it was like. Trying to clear his name almost, but I, I don't think he did. But there's obviously real problems in Cleveland. Real, I, real problems. I would not be stunned if there was another. There was an additional motive behind defending Beeline. I agree with you. I don't know if he's. I mean, that's some real conspiracy theory shit, though. If he's well, like trying. This to, line is where I thought about it. Whoever reported that was just bullshit and blamed it on a player. Why would a reporter bullshit that and blame it on a player? Because wouldn't, wouldn't they name or kind of be more specific about the player if they're trying? I mean. I don't. I don't think so. I think you'd want to be as vague as possible with who the player is, wouldn't you? Maybe a veteran player told me this. It just kind of seems odd. They go, "Oh, three three anonymous players think that he's being too college like." It makes sense, but mm-hmm. that puts your career on the line. Yeah, no, it definitely it, it definitely does. But we've seen people make a lot of dumb decisions in this business, and so I mean, it could it could happen. But these guys just automatically want to assume that whoever yeah. it's the media, it's us against the media. At all times, they're always like, you know, like Kyrie says, media breaks up locker rooms. Media has broken up locker rooms. It's not the players. It's the media that breaks up the locker room. We're, you we're can't have that chatty patty shit going on. You can't. He's, he's right about that. You can't afford to have that going on. So he should be a guy who's on the move. Love should be on the move. I just don't know who's going to pay for that. I mean, I don't know the Blazers' money situation other than they have they have a lot committed to McCollum, Lillard. They got mellow on a nickel. I just, I mean, I can't. That's just... <laughs> That's a weird lineup. 
That's a weird foursome. Hassan Whiteside's not, not cheap. Oh my God, Hassan Whiteside too. Yeah, that's a weird starting five. If that's, that's weird, where, if that's yeah, what weird. you go with. Uh, oh man, well, who is it that got the Achilles thing? Was it Hood? Rodney Hood. Yeah, that sucks. This is quite a few injuries this year. But um, last couple things before we get rolling. The Rockets. Did you see that finish in the, uh, against the Kings? Yeah, I loved that that guy hit that shot. What the what hell was, was his, his name? name again, yeah, I can't Ty? name his name. Nemanja Bialica. Bialica. Do we have the sound? Bialica for the win. He got it. <laughs> Sacramento wins the game. I just wanted to. Bialica. Just wanted to drink James Harden's point. tears. Just wanted to drink them. <laughs> it, that, he got that in PJ Tucker's face, which but but Perk tweeted out. That was James Harden's fault on the switch. Uh, probably. He's not playing defense as a shock. Uh, well, well, he's the best t- post defender statistically yeah, of the last three seasons. Yeah, make me want to puke. It's just factual. It's just factual. <laughs> it's just yeah. factual that James Harden is a better scorer than Michael Jordan. See, the thing that pisses me off about later Harden and later every defensively, too, it's like what I say about most guys that aren't great defensively, that have the ability to be. That's the thing about him. He has the ability to do it. He just, he's not a bad player. He he doesn't want to. No, of course he's not. And I I had a, I started an argument on Twitter with. Well, Another it wasn't one? really an argument. You saw my boy Julio. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna. Oh, he yeah. like kind of brushed. You, Julio's right. To fight Julio's with. right. What he's saying though, he, he's not wrong. Is is James Harden one of the best one on one scorers? And yes, he is. What? But the way he plays, I just never want to say that's successful because I just I don't believe in it. But. I don't know. I, I, I was happy that I watched uh, him. What did you say, Ty? That Who said the he's making the game? What was the quote? Oh. Oh, oh it was our friend Zach Breaking Lowe. the game. Breaking Zach the Lowe. game or something Zach like that? Zach Lowe, yes, from ESPN. The league is out of ideas. And so they've resorted to when you're playing seventh grade basketball and one team has a dude who's just way, 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 way better than everyone else and the only thing you can do is guard him with four guys and hope that the other guys are just not good. Like, that's what they resorted to. And it's both a compliment to James and almost like James broke the math of basketball. Like oh. he found so many ways to get three points, whether it's fouls or step back threes. And the math on getting three over two is just so out of whack in favor of the offense that there's nothing yeah. left to do at this point. What what I would like to see is though is like put James Harden in the '90s, right? Basketball wise, just the way the game was called, I guarantee he wouldn't be as ex- successful. Because what did I see the other? He went 24 for 24 from the free throw line. That, that is absurd. Right. 24 and then And then there was something like a, a fan was like, we don't want to watch a free throw contest. James Harden's like mouthed off oh, to yeah. him like, yeah. well, don't stop following Eleven something like that. Run. That's two and a half minutes. But it's like, dude, that's what I, but that's my problem is that I, there's no way you can tell me James Harden should go to the line 24 times in a game. I mean, that's absurd. And that's unfathomable. You why didn't you, so you're gonna tell? Now it's like okay, okay. I, when I, Shaq played, why didn't he go to the line seventy five times? Because he probably got fouled that many times. Oh, he got hammered down though. All those guys did all the bigs. Did That's all what I'm saying. Times. So don't tell me he broke the game and that broke the math the, of basketball. That, see, no, yeah, that's, you, see, that's crazy. In today's mm-hmm. game, the way they call games and how superstars get treatment, yeah, whatever. He broke the game. I don't know how you guard him either because if you breathe on him, it's a foul. But if he played in the nineties, I guarantee you. He would not go to the line that many times. Here's a spin zone for you. James Harden has clearly exposed the NBA for the BS foul calls. Right? 100%. 100%. What if he's good for the game in some way? Because now, as much as it's a little bit frustrating now and unbearable in some ways when he plays, now it's forcing the league to kind of change the way they call things here and there. Because it's been different this year. 
There are still some calls where you're like you roll your eyes and whatever. Yeah, I just I don't I get it. it. I don't. Yeah, I'll. Ne- I don't think I'll ever understand NBA officiating, and I know. And I hate like to... when Kevin Porter Jr. is getting calls and Jason Tatum can't get anything. I yeah, mean, that, that I just, one, that's just... I mean, Tatum bitches a lot, but... But I, you have to. Yeah, you, I know, to get from, calls. Yeah. The, the problem with the league is that they don't officiate every player the same. And if you don't officiate players the same, stuff's going to happen that looks really problems. bad. It looks really bad. The the, the the I know I haven't... I've been uh, out for, like, what, two weeks? That happened with the LeBron thing, the travel. Oh, that was so terrible. bad. I mean, but... Here's that my and so I'm dead bad. serious when I say this, and I, I obviously I don't want people to lose their jobs. But here's the problem: players get suspended, players get fined. What happens to that ref that or the crew that misses that? Because I mean that is just mind-boggling how that doesn't get called. I mean he literally walks with the ball like it's almost like he does it to see what he can get away with. <laughs> because naturally, as a basketball player. When the hell would you ever do that? Uh, You're not a professional basketball player. I don't think I'd ever see you do that with a basketball and think it's normal. No, no, I can't. I, some, that That is one of the weirdest You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like no the calls. Westbrook one. It's like the Eric Bledsoe thing. It's like these yep. guys just do. I feel like they just do it to see if they can get away with it. That one so, right there made me the greatest player of all time. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. Honestly, that made him the best player of all time because nobody else I know could get away with literally no. walking with the ball. No, I, 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 that is the worst no call. One of the worst no calls ever. And then, and then the James Harden one. Was no, one the and then dumbest. the same game. And then the same goddamn game. He's on the court with his socks on. Oh, and and then right. everybody, all the LeBron, because I started getting flack because some guy, oh, the LeBron haters, so funny. It's not. I'm not hating on LeBron. I would hate on Jason Tatum. I'd hate on Jalen Brown. I hate on any Celtic that does that because they're like, oh, he gave a shoe to his fans, but and then he's cheering. He's a good teammate. No, he's making it about him. He's literally on the court while the play's going on. I've never. That is. That's. On the same side as where the bench is. He's on the court. It's like, does anybody, like, I don't know, does anybody, if I'm an assistant coach, can I do that now? I'm going to say LeBron does it, so I am cheering on my team. I'm going to go stand on the goddamn court. The Celtics celebrate a ton now. No, and it's great. And that's great. But they do. But the thing is that, like, Jason Tatum, a lot of times, is all the way at the end of the bench, usually not, sometimes not even sitting on the bench. Yeah. When Grant Williams hit that three the other night, you know what he that did? That was awesome. He got up and went around the corner, stayed out of bounds, and celebrated. It's not that hard. No. What he did made it about himself, A not his teammate. Oh, and that's what LeBron, LeBron does. it about himself. No shit. I mean, that's what he always does. I know that. But I'm saying people are like, oh, he's a great teammate. It's like, no, he made that about himself. You and my thing, my, back to the referee thing, how is that not a technical foul? Yeah. He's something. on the court. <laughs> you can't. No one cares that he was in his socks. Like, that's fine no, that you're in his I don't socks. Care. It's great he could have been in his shoes. goddamn shoes. Yes. I don't give a shit. It doesn't, it, exactly. That, but the people want to go and say, oh, he was, like, you say he's on the floor in his socks, and then automatically the idiots say, oh, he gave his shoes yeah. away. He's a good that's guy. Great. That doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. That's it's great. Point. That's great. But that's what my point. And back to my yes. original point is: this is why I'll never, I'll never respect NBA officials because wh- how do you let that happen? What that's, are they watching? Like, where are their eyes on that point? And but you went. Re- re- you, were you the one that we were talking about? I think before the show, you said that, that it looked like they were both looking away, like the two refs that were near. Close how to do you not travel? see them? Yeah. Oh, no, the I don't know how one of them. How do no you? One mi- sees I mean, it. how do you miss that? I don't know. That was weird. That was that. What now? Seriously though, what was stranger? That one or the hardened one? Because that that the ruling came out on that the other day on the dunk, the protest that the, that the Rockets put forward. That he traveled. 
No, 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 no. On the dunk that, yeah, that yeah, went they, in and then came yeah. out, and so they called they like call? they call, they they protested it yeah. because they should have got those two points back. Yeah. And the whole thing was it went into overtime, blah blah blah. And then the the league announced that, and we tweeted that out from the Five Out Pod Twitter account for those who did who missed it. Um, they said that they're they're denying their protest because they believe they had enough time to make up for it because it happened at like the seven minute mark in the fourth quarter, which in fairness is true. But at the same time, every point counts. Like it's it's a but it is it's a bucket. It's, you screwed up and the refs got disciplined. I don't know what that is, see, but more that's what I'm saying. We don't know what the discipline I, is. I don't want to go and defend James Harden, but how the fuck do you miss that? Like how do how do you not see that? Yeah. That was the strange like when when they when I saw that play first, I was like they didn't call a foul there. There's nobody near him. And I thought it was something <laughs> against James, like someone for James Harden, and then no, no, they called it no basket. Well, it's a straight that that's one of the stranger calls ever. I'll give you I'll give you a funny one. The fun the worst call I've ever seen ever in a game of basketball. Basketball from a referee, high school official. Now it's high school. He Were you so coaching? it's a scrimmage. Yeah, okay. We were scrimmaging. It was a few years ago. We we're at a scrimmage, and a kid in our team steals the ball, and he goes up for a finger roll, right, and scores it. Yeah, fast break. Mm-hmm. The back ref waves it off, and he's like, "Nope, I got it coming underneath." What? Yes. So I'm sitting. We're both uh, the, me and the head coach. I look at the head coach. And he's looking at me, he's like, what did he just say? And I'm like, he said he had the ball coming underneath. The kid went up and finger-rolled it over the rim. And the ref blew it off the, the, the basket. Now, it's only a scrimmage. But, I what mean, he, I, how the hell? Dude, I was like, bro, this guy needs to call quits, man. He said he got it. He said he thought he saw the ball go underneath the basket. Like, he, like the kid threw it up underneath the rim and it wasn't watching what ty it was no ty ty he must have black he must have been drunk did they did the other ref like go step yes yes but but at that for for at least 10 seconds i was like oh my god like is this the word like i'd be embarrassed for that guy that's pretty bad like the other ref had it like that's that's subtly like like, do the meeting thing but it's like what are you saying i'd be like bro are you you okay (laughs) yeah did you have have a stroke Whoa, jesus christ but my back but that's what my problem is with well actually there's another bad referee call too that ty was was pretty passionate about too was the the chris paul thing with the jerseys chris paul's just getting whatever he wants he he requests (laughs) a call have you guys been watching him lately well i saw the carmelo one and then there's obviously the uh the, the what was it the T-Wolves one, too. Yeah, so he plants the seed with uh, uh, Carmelo. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns coming off the bench, and he's got his leg wrapped up and everything. and takes him like at least 15, 20 seconds to get it all off. And, mm-hmm. like, he has the uh, the trainer helping him get it off, and is legitimately delaying the game. Mm-hmm. So he gets a warning. Fine, I have no problem with that. What, like three seconds left in the game, Carl uh, yeah. Anthony Towns gets a bucket, and they're up one point, 121 to 120. He's going to the line to shoot the last free throw. And uh, they called a technical foul. It was. It was. They were up. Well, no, I'm it was sorry, 121 up, to 118. They were they up called, two. Yep. And then there was the technical. They were up two, and they and Chris no, Paul. They were no, up three, and then they got the technical, and Danilo. Then no, oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. And Chris Paul requests to the ref and goes, "Well, Cat doesn't have his jersey tucked in. That's a tech. So because he already had the warning, they call a technical foul on Carl Anthony Towns with three seconds left in the game for having an untucked jersey." Do you ever see that called? So no, if LeBron had his jersey untucked, he wouldn't have got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then uh, Carl Anthony Towns hits the free throw, which he was trying to miss, which was great, great job error by him, obviously. So it's a two <laughs> point bad. two point Thunder lead, one point one second left. Trying to miss it, he made it. So now they take the ball out of bounds. Full Steven court pass. Steven Adams, <laughs> like a quarterback, just throws it, hits him on a dime. Dennis Schroeder layup. 
ball game tied 122. We're going to overtime. And then the Thunder win in overtime. So obviously Carl could have made the free throw. Wouldn't have you know would have been a much better chance for his team to win the game. Right. But, Carl, but then there's the the Mello one, which is I would say more egregious. Yeah, Chris Paul just requests a call and he gets it. He did it with Mello too. He what he said to Mello. Mello uh, I think fouled cl- yeah. Terrence Ferguson on an offensive rebound opportunity. Yeah, and he looked back at the ref and barked at him like, "Hey, you know he fouled me something." And Matt, Chris Paul he, goes, "He can't do that. He, he can't do that." And then the yeah. ref turns to Mello T. I don't think he, just for asking did you, for it. Did yeah. you see the play? Yeah. Okay. Did he, I, I didn't hear him say anything. I just saw him clap. Are you sure that he said? Because I mean, either way, it was like it was bad. How the how the that's a technical foul? I'm sorry, I thought it was just. A, I, no, I but they, I, they he definitely when he stopped dribbling up the court and turned back to the ref and oh, looked no, no, at no. him. I'm sorry, Mello. Did Mello say anything? Mello barked at the ref. He did yeah. bark. Okay, yeah. I just saw him. Cl- I saw him clap, and that's why I, he I, shut up the ref. And you can't do that. And but, so Chris but this Paul is when that's such a minimal thing. That was nothing. That was absolutely nothing. But that's that's what I go back to is the problem in NBA. And it's it comes down to guys that ref differently. Like LeBron can say something to the ref. I guarantee they have way more lenience to, before attacking him than any. Like of course, and, yeah. and, and it's the same way travel. All I ask, I don't care. Like I understand ref, especially roughing the NBA. Huge guys, fast. It's hard to call it live, but just try to call it consistent. They don't call stuff consistent, and that I to me ruins the game. I've never seen a guy do what Paul did there. I don't know if you. I, I, he that, stopped dribbling and that, turned to the ref and said he can't do that and gave Mello a T. This is the kind of shit that now again I've I, I would definitely say I've softened up on Paul recently because of the way he's approached the situation in OKC and I get that helps him kind of get out of there too. But this is the shit I've been saying to you for years. Why Paul is an annoying little bastard and he goes and does these little things that it's like it's just such a little fucking weasel. That's why I've never liked I him. I don't even know if LeBron gets that call. If LeBron does what Chris Paul did, I don't know if he gets that. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, LeBron I, walked I, with the ball I can't, for 20 I, seconds. I gotta be honest, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm saying that because... <laughs> you know what? James Harden wouldn't get that call. Is there a possibility that because he's the Player Association president that the referees give him favorable calls? Uh, I don't I know, because he's, kind of he's kind of a dick with the refs. I mean, he complains a lot. That's the thing. He's, he's requesting technicals being called and got him in the last week. He got two of them called in the you, last week. You know what my problem is, Ty, with trying to figure out if LeBron would get that call against him or in his favor or not? I cannot fathom LeBron doing something like that for all the shit I say about him, he doesn't do stuff like that. I mean, he complains to refs all the time. Now he'd just be co- be complaining about a non-call on another player. Right? I, I just don't think he'd do that. I feel like right. he, I did. I don't know. T- to me, that just, that'd be something James Harden would do. That would be something James Harden would do. But I don't think I see. Honestly, I feel like I don't know. I mean, James Harden gets a ton of calls, but at the same time, I feel like refs don't want to be careful about what they give him. At the same time, James broke the math of basketball. Uh, that's. That's a bad look for you, Zach. No, but seriously, he's not wrong. I mean, they—they they, in a sense, he's not wrong because he's exposed the referees and the way the game is called. I do think he has somewhat of a valid point, as annoying as it is. I look, I get LeBron complaints, but Kobe. Could you imagine Kobe doing that? Could you imagine who? Else? I, I could, could see you, Kobe doing that though. It's not anything that, you, all, that all that egregious. He's just trying to but, gain but, an advantage on his opponent that he thinks he can get. That's what Kobe does. Great. I'm sorry. He finds every little loophole. I'm sorry. No, I fucked up there. Could you see Kobe doing what Chris Paul did? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I could absolutely. Really? Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about James Harden stuff. No, I could. I could absolutely see Kobe going to a referee and saying he can't do that, or why are you not calling that? Yeah, I could see that. I don't, I don't really? Think... Okay. I would say that. You know better than I would. And he's your guy. Yeah, it's using star would, treatment to I, your your advantage. When I was a player, I knew what happened. I did. I said it to a ref one time. About I mean, he didn't end up giving the coach attack, but 
We yeah. were playing in a visiting. We were playing at you know in Connecticut. Is what I'm talking about, New Haven. Hmm. And I've never heard a ref say. I mean, I've never heard a coach say what he said to the ref and not get a technical foul. I mean, like four f bombs in a row. Right at the, the least ref, way longer than. And I looked at the standard, ref. I said, yeah. "You're not going to tech him off of that." <laughs> Did you stop in in the course of play? No, and say, it was like it was. No, it was a dead. That's was a, kind of yeah. Okay. I get what you're so saying. That's dead what, ball, no. That's I mean, what I, I mean. Uh, mean in play, yeah. no. Like that's where I, I'm saying it. Like you stop play and you try and get a technical foul call. I right. Mean, if you're if yes, of course, if it's like side out or whatever under the rim, and then you're getting the ball, and he just yeah. said something, it's like. You're really going to let that go? Of course you're going to say something. I used to, You tell refs all the time when guys right. are a-holes and dicks. I mean, when we, played, when we used to play Hull, right? I mean, they used to punch us up and down the floor and try and do it very subtly where refs couldn't see it. Of course you tell them. I'm just saying what I can't imagine Kobe or LeBron doing is in the middle of a play, they're going to stop on a no, dime. No, I, I, that's no, what I'm referring no, no, to. I know it's no, oddly specific, no, but that's yeah. what Paul did. I've never seen something no, like that. Live, no. He's no. complaining that Melo is showing up the ref while doing the same thing himself. That's a very good point. Yeah. Oh, that would have been that would have been sweet if he that would have been sweet if he technical touch. But uh, Paul got a delay. Did he get a delay a game call too? Because he was complaining I, about something I, else. I, too. I don't know. He, got, he I think he was complaining because I saw John Corrales uh, from Mass Live tweeting about it because he's very much um, he seems very anti Paul right now in this this whole argument because he's. I mean, these are just little things that he's arguing in the course of uh, of everything. But honestly, none of this is the most egregious thing we've seen at a game this week. Did you guys? I don't want to talk about it too much, but did you guys see that Lizzo stuff at the Lakers game? No. Yeah, I did, but I'm yeah. trying to forget about it. Yeah, that was that. that just you can't do that. It, it, it was, ah. Let's just not talk. About yeah, we're not talking about. Should you post a picture on the five out pod? Yeah, uh, not, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. No. But I do want to end on a Lakers note. Um, the LeBron, LeBron sat down with Dave McMiniman from ESPN, and this came out. This interview came out like right before we were getting ready for the show, right, Ty? It so, did. And uh, do we have any idea what the hell inspired this other than it's LeBron and we want to appreciate his greatness? I think it's like a, a calendar like requirement that once a month Dave McMenamin sits down with LeBron. Uh, so there has to be no topic. It's just hey, you know, okay, so Dave, catch up with your buddy LeBron. So for the now you you were critical of your own question before with Woj and how you didn't ask a question right it um, was just takes exactly spewed at but, Woj. but I but you know what when you're working with a, a pro like Woj he knows that's your way of kind of like like giving them a topic to go off yeah. of I, I've seen it before and I think it works very well I thought it was a good question when all these questions that McMiniman asked of LeBron I mean he's talking to him about the Calm app. What the? F- Why does that need to be brought? Do you know what the Calm app is, Matt? No. Okay. Well, they're not. Sp- they don't sponsor the show, so we're not going to talk about them more than that. But I don't like. It was just so yeah. forced and jammed in there. And some of these questions, just it's just again, it's like we're dealing with someone from the Lakers who like they want to obviously promote LeBron's stuff and everything and help him out and make him look good. With McMinniman, it was like the same damn thing. I, I, I was just kind of blown away by it, but we have one of the cuts, because I can't listen to more than 30 seconds of this shit. Mm-mm. What do you have um, set aside? This one infuri- infuriated me because okay. LeBron's like acting like he's a nobody and a humble guy and <laughs> yeah. thanks his teammates for trusting him to do something he's been doing his whole career, yeah. handling the ball. You've accepted a new role. You're 17, mm-hmm. playing point guard the first time in your career, leading the league in assists. Mm-hmm. I want to know, is there like some sort of washed king list that you keep <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking at home about. <laughs> in the summertime? All the people that king I love his list laugh. <laughs> that you keep at home in the summertime, all the people that were casting aspersions. Shut like, up. What's fueling this run for you? Shut your mouth. Um, 
That's what I'm talking about. Wow, you're asking me, huh? <laughs> Shut up, LeBron. You played point know, guard your whole like goddamn some life. Sort of washed king list. <laughs> a, a washed king's list. That's what. I mean, see, that's the kind of stuff that it's not. Honestly, LeBron's annoying, but it's it's the fans and then the media who just like bow at the altar what, of King James. What's the goal James? of that question? So you can get LeBron going. <laughs> but Dave, if, you're so funny. Dave, you know what, Dave? You are a funny guy. But if McMinnman wants to come on the show anytime, you're more than welcome. Uh, what's just don't fueling ask me this one of those questions? Um, I think myself. Oh, myself oh, is wow. fueling this run. <laughs> wow, wow, LeBron, you are. He doesn't work. know it. You he, have no ego. He doesn't need any outside forces. I am good enough. I can feel myself to. I think myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm fueling myself. My Ties teammates are off. fueling me. Uh, my kids is fueling me, and the list is is, is fueling me. As the well. list. But, you know, for me, get off to my be able to be in a position headphones. where my teammates trust me to handle the ball and be the point guard, I have not done it um, since probably like two weeks into my rookie year. I did it for a little He's bit. So and, and, and Paul Silas knew that I needed to be on the wing. Um, but for me to do it in my 17th year with the amount of uh, minutes that I've played, with the amount thought? of games that I've played, and my teammates me? to trust me, um, it means a lot. Hey, LeBron, prove him wrong, man. Prove him wrong. <laughs> All those doubters in the yeah. world. No one thought I could play point guard. Shut up. Teammates to trust me. Oh, okay. Um, it means a lot. <laughs> Shut up. Do they have a choice? <laughs> if they don't trust you, they shouldn't be your teammates, and they wouldn't be your teammates anymore. You'd ship them out of town. <laughs> exactly. Do they have a choice? No, come on. We've no, he, LeBron's been a point guard for years. Thank this you is... for the teammates for trusting the most talented player in the history of the yeah. game to, <laughs> chat, to dribble the ball off the yeah, court like thanks. he does every game. It's so humbling. Oh he's he's only a point guard by technicality. I mean, he was always been a point guard. Always. A ball-dominant forward is what he's been, but now he's labeled as a point guard, and LeBron's acting like it's some new revolutionary thing going on. Teammates, to trust me, um, it means a lot. I think LeBron. It does not mean a lot. I mean, look, LeBron. It means a lot for them to fall in line. A good, pa- a good passer and everything. Oh, I great do. passer, but all-time right. passer. Oh, yeah, he's he, one of the he, best all-time. He pass- yeah. is close. when it comes to his whole being the point guard and everything. I do sometimes think that's him not being able to trust whoever it is that's supposed to handle the point guard role. I think that, like he talked about, him, his own teammates trusting him. I think that there's a little bit more of a deep, like a deeper rooted thing where, like, I just can't. I can't. I can't trust anybody else. They're gonna. They're gonna screw it up. They're not gonna get it done. They're not gonna do it as well as I could. So I gotta do it. I can't. Like the Kyrie and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that was an issue too, right? Where he wanted to be the guy on the ball because, frank, quite frankly, he should be. But yeah, I mean that's that's my only thing with the other than the fact that he's probably the most humble person ever, and he won't say it. Um, but I, I, I will. LeBron I mean, James derangement syndrome. Wow. Um, he didn't come on with you guys, did he? He went on the safe haven of the he Great did. Hill Show, didn't it he? It was a safe space for him where he could take a victory lap. Well, first he could take all of his Kansas City Chiefs takes, spew them out, and then come back for a victory lap on Monday. It made no sense. I told you, I told you when you were trying to, you were trying to get him on. Like, yeah. I, tried, I had to help you sell it to Glenn that he, sh- he, you guys should get him on. He's gone on. Pardon to, my take. I have to convince Glenn to do anything. Yes, it sounds about right. But uh, he, I can't believe he went on with them instead of you guys. You know, no disrespect to Greg, but right. it's like they're like, it's not going to be a fight necessarily in the same capacity. Like he gets things wrong and no one will challenge him on the Great Hill Show. It, uh, right? You mean? I'm sorry. Who will get things wrong? Nick Wright. Nick Wright will yes, get things yes, wrong. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Sorry, I got confused there. Garson, right. you boost the light? Uh, Garson, you boost the light? When did he say that? 
It's Gershon Yabusele. Gershon Yabusele? When did he say that? <laughs> that is back in February. That's pretty bad. But anyway. <laughs> this year. <laughs> uh, what do you have for us for your shout out this week, Matt? Or did you come unprepared? Uh, no. I... Your mic's there. You're good. I don't, I don't really have a shout out, but I, I just want to ask. I, I want to end the show with Ty with a question. Ty, who you got tonight, <laughs> Indiana or UConn? Oh. Uh, I would take Indiana. You, you're liking them this year? I'm liking them. They looked real damn good uh, recently at home, but they fell in, at Wisconsin, yeah, they and they're smacked. only good at home traditionally. So a neutral site game has me a little nervous playing that. You know what? You know what? Speaking about college basketball, you know what I like about college basketball this year? It seems like a lot, of, and it's usually that, a lot of parody. Like, um, there's no, like, real, like, last year I thought Duke was just going to run the table because, you know, Zion was just an absolute. But I don't think mm-hmm. there's that. College basketball player that that's that dominant. I think there's some good teams, and um, I'm at March Madness is always fun to me. But I've been watching some of the top teams. Like I think Louisville right here is about to go down to Texas Tech. Yeah, uh, that's too bad for that's you. A, that's a that's a bad day. Um, <laughs> Michigan looked really good when they played uh, in that tournament, the Maui tournament. But then they came back, and I watched them play, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this team is like. The number four team. I think they played Louisville. And they were horrendous. It can't be worse than Michigan so, football. <laughs> well, that's another story. But I kind of I like it. There's a lot of I think there's a there's a handful of good teams, and I don't think there's really like an odd on odd favorite to win it. Which one's your favorite one right now that you've watched? Favorite one. To be honest with you, this Texas Tech game is on, and I remember that I watched them on their run last year. And I really like the coach and the way they the style of the way they play and I, I honestly right now they've been pretty impressive and they're not ranked they're 5 and 3 I think it says right down the thing but uh, they've been pretty lot, impressive lot, I would a little bit of game left also yeah a little bit of game um I would say the team that I like the most I'm always a you know Izzo guy but I don't think they're that I don't think they're as good as they have been in the past they look <laughs> bad against Duke the other yeah, they yeah they look really bad I think Duke I mean Duke is not like the team last year, but they they do have some young guys that that can play. Um, that Vernon Carey kid who was what number one in the country. Jesus, that guy's man. A, that guy's a monster. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's no team I love yet. I still love Virginia, mm-hmm. but god damn it, they can't score. No, they cannot. Um, last year they didn't score a lot, but they had guys that could score. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, they produced three NBA exactly top first pick, uh, first, first round, round picks. picks so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I I I honestly probably have watched more college basketball recently than NBA. I watched this. I watched Celtics other than last night. I will not watch the Celtics. Well, it's the Cavs. I understand but, that. I, I have to. It's my I job. I did enjoy them blowing out the Nuggets. By the way, I know I've been on the show. Ty is. Uh, you know, we didn't touch. on You this guys were at the game. Yeah. Yes. Thanks we were. for the invite. Oh yeah, that's my shout out. Thanks to the uh, five out <laughs> my five out pod friends for not inviting me. <laughs> a lot of seats open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the invite, guys. Yep. <laughs> Do you want to go next Maybe time? Maybe next I'm, week. I'm yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Every, yeah, then everybody else is stirring shit I have on my own tickets, all right? I'm yeah. going I want. Exactly, that's what I you thought. Going tomorrow? Are you going tomorrow night? I'm at every home game. I'm at every home game in any of our uh, listeners. You know, you know who you should interview tomorrow? Who? Ben. Wait a minute. Tell Ben I said hello. I mean, no, wait, wait, wait. Tomorrow? No, 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 hold. I mean, Thursday. Sorry, Thursday. Thursday. My fault. My oh, fault. You want me to, you want me, yeah? You want me to talk make to Ben Simmons? Make sure you tell Ben I said hello. Are you, do you want to go to the game? Thursday's game? Can you not drink right next to the goddamn mic? Jesus Christ. I, wanna, I was trying to pull up. 
Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. oh, wait, who was that? It was Rodman, wasn't it? Oh, it was Dennis Rodman, oh, yeah. yeah. Rodman. Oh, that was the grossest sound <laughs> I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, God. It's like, not as bad as it was. That's all I was trying time. to do. Yeah, it's not as bad as it was. I'm surprised you remember that. That's a deep cut right there. It's a deep five out cut. Um, but if you want to go, let me know. But just so, for the listeners, you know, I'm at every Celtics home game. Yeah, I'm at every Celtics home game, so if you ever want to say hi, DM the account. You can DM me on Twitter, too, and you can come by the press area or whatever. I'll come by you and, and say hi for a few minutes for sure. Um, the last thing that I—actually, did you have anything before I— uh... No, but we do have some guests coming up, right? Yeah, we do. I'm hoping to get one for Friday again, um, but this one's definitely more up in the air than the Woj one was because I, it's, I, just, I haven't done much groundwork on it, but— Park Kendrick Perkins is part of the Radio.com Radio Network. Radio.com family. Fam- family. It's Thank a family, you. Yes. So we should uh, be able to get Perk on a fair amount. So I want to try and get him on relatively soon. We're hoping to get someone on from the Action Network, but we're waiting on Mutt from the Winners Club Pod, and of course, you know his own show Mutt at Night. But Mutt's being a pain in the ass about that, so I got to talk to him. Uh, and you had a guest too. Pilgrims came in through Florida. Yeah, and then you have a guest idea. I just booked a guest, but I'm not teasing that yet. Till... It's time for Taco. No, no, it's not Mark James. Oh, no. Um, but we are... But... Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> that threw you off a little bit. It did throw me off. But when, I, when, when we book a date with that guest, it's actually supposed to be a, 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 uh, two guests at once, hopefully. Oh, sweet. So once we get that the firm time booked up, then I will tease that out. But I want to wait. But that person did say yes, so we're going to get something done at least. Um... So Ty has one. Dale uh, here. Ty has a surprise one. I have a surprise one. It might be Dale Arnold. We have, we're hoping to get Perk on, and then we're hoping to get someone from the Action Network on as well. Uh, was there anybody else that I'm missing that we've touched on at all, Ty? Where are the green teamers? Oh, that's right. We are going to get Glenn on at some point. He said yes uh, a while back. And then Fourier said he wants to come on too just so he can swear. On the show, so maybe we'll do a bonus, like maybe when the Lakers are coming to town, we'll uh, or they're going to visit the Lakers, we'll do something with him. Um, did you have anybody that you wanted to get on, Matt? Like any college coaches or anything like that? We should, we could probably get some college coaches on if we wanted, realistically. Yeah, I can I can find some people if you want. Yeah, I think that would be uh, a, a good idea. We could do some bonus episodes. Maybe bring the uh, I could meet you somewhere. We bring the mic. Anyways, what I wanted to talk about uh, to close things out was. For uh, when when you know Christmas rolls around, Ty's going to be going back home to Jacksonville. Thoughts and prayers to him, of course, when he makes that trip and when you're it's in Jacksonville. Um, and then Matt's going to have his own stuff going on. So we're pro- we're not going to be able to record one for that week. So I'm thinking we do a like an all decade episode or whatever, and we can do some of 2019 in review. I don't care. But if there are certain like categories, any of you guys want us to touch on. DM us, you know, add us on Twitter, whatever. I know Matt had wanted to do like right around when the season started, it didn't work out well. But you wanted to do like the biggest busts over uh, from the draft over the last five years. So mm-hmm. we'll just expand that out to ten years now, um, and we can do like top tens, whatever, something to that effect. Uh, what, however, we want to do it. But if you guys have any category that you want us to cover, just let us know. Um, and you know, depending on how many we get, we'll try. We can maybe do them all, maybe not. We'll see. But we'll have that planned to have you guys covered for the holiday. Other than that, we will talk to you guys again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. 
I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some.